Hi, I'm Tina. And I'm Amber. And, and we're, we're the Slayer Sisters. Hello, hello, hello. Part two of Jesse James. We are back. We are back. Guess who's back? Back again. Oh my god, here we go. Sorry. Slim mm -hmm. Shady was way after Jesse James. Yeah, he was, but listen. I know you. I know. I know. I, I know. Mean. So, part one, we left off with uh, two of the Quantrilla gang members. Yeah, let's put it that Might way. Might as well, yeah. Might as well. Uh, being broken out of the jail. Killed the jailer. Killed the jailer. So now, in part two, we're going to start getting into the nitty-gritty shenanigans of the James brothers. Yes. All right. I mean, not that they didn't, you know, have shenanigans before this. But well, no. Just now it gets nasty. Well, not yeah. nasty, but yeah. yeah, we'll go with that. So, local violence is still continuing to increase in the state, mm -hmm. down south. Uh, Governor Thomas Clement Fletcher, then he ordered a company of militia into Johnson County to suppress the guerrilla activity. Yes. Yeah, he was like, yeah, enough of this. We need, we need to get a handle on this. Yeah, and I think yeah. it would have been different. I mean, these guerrillas, they literally made all the difference. Because we already know the Civil War was an extremely bloody war Yes. anyways. I mean, right. some of the biggest battles in war history were fought during the American Civil War. Yes. So, yes. But I think these guerrillas were, they were just too much. Yeah, they were like, okay, we need to get a handle. We need, we need to put these fires out. Yep, exactly. So if you remember Archie Clement, so he continued with his career crime and harassment. Of the Republican government. He was like, yeah, I still don't like the Union. Right, but it was, to Northerners. it was to the extent of occupying the town of Lexington, Missouri, on Election Day in 1866. Oh, he was like, yeah, no, I'm not okay with this. Let's go up there and cause some shit. Yeah. Mm, great. Yeah. great. Shortly after the state militia shot Clement dead, James wrote about his death with bittersweet um, bittersweetness, like he was, or bitterness, like a de decade later. So Clement was shot dead shortly after he showed up at the election. He's like, "A, fuck you, don't want you. Yeah, I'm gonna cause a scene." They're like, "No, no, shot him dead." And Jesse's like, "The fuck, yeah, not happy." Once again, young impressionable boy. Right. He doesn't know. So these are people that he literally looked up to because they took him right under his their wing. They're oh like, yeah. It Teenager, yeah. yeah, and he's he knows nothing about in that about but violence, right? But they showed him like we care about you in this really sick, twisted, fucked up way, right? And he was like, okay, and that's all he knew. I so mean, at that age, there you yeah. go. Uh, he, I mean, in his mind, he had a right to be upset and be bitter about it. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, you took that father figure from me. Yep, great. So now I'm going to write about it. Yeah. Well, and I think the other thing is, like, yeah, he had Dr. Samuel, you know, too. But mm -hmm. Dr. Samuel was more of a, even though he was a very, con like, strong Confederate follower, he was more of the, like, peaceful component of that. Right. Like, he right. would rather deal with things in a peaceful way. Where, that's not what Jesse needed in his head. He needed someone who was going to show that violence and show that amount of anger and want that revenge. Like, right. he did. Exactly. So, Exactly. Clement was the guy. Clement was the guy, and that's great. Way to go. 
So the survivors of Clemens Gang, they still went on to do a bunch of bank robberies during the next two years, but then their numbers started to dwindle out because of arrests, gunfights, lynchings. So the numbers of the gang, the Clemens Gang, started to dwindle, clearly. Yep. Um, and then in May 23rd of 1867, they robbed a bank in Richmond, Missouri, where the mayor was killed, and also two others were killed mm-hmm. during the bank robbery. Yikes. Well, once again, a political figure. A political figure. They yep. are just not having it. Yep. So then we get into 1868. That's when Frank and Jesse James joined the Cole Younger gang. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get the James Younger collaboration. Yeah, yep. So then they robbed a bank in Russellville, Kentucky, and Jesse did not become well-known until December 7th of 1869. So it took him a year before he became started to become really well-known. Um, yeah, and uh, he loved, loved the attention. Oh, I would imagine he, he would. He did. He just ate that right up. Yeah, because he and Frank had robbed the Davis's County Savings Association in Gallatin, Missouri. They didn't get much money. Just a little bit of money. A little bit, not too much. Um, but Jesse is believed to have shot and killed the cashier, Captain John Sheets. The reason they decided to rob this bank is because they thought that Samuel P. Cox was the one that owned the bank. Okay. So they mistook Captain John Sheets for Samuel P. Cox. And Samuel P. Cox is important because he was the militia officer who had killed Bloody Bill Anderson. Oh. They were like, oh, damn. That sucks, that case of mistaken identity. It was all about revenge, though. Jesse's like, oh. Blind with revenge. So Samuel P. Cox is there? Yeah, we're going there. We're robbing him. I don't care if I get five cents. The bitch is dead. Yeah. He took someone else who would take it from him, Jesse, you know, they took Bloody Bill Anderson away from Jesse, someone right. he looked up to, right? who fathered him in all the worst ways possible. Exactly. But still in Jesse's head, and it was, I'm telling you, it was that moment when he was 15 and he saw all that shit happen and was almost beat to death. He was like, you know what? You union assholes, in yeah. his head, his words, are going to pay. Yep. Blind with revenge. He didn't care. He was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's who's there? Then that's the worst mis- case of mistaken identity you could probably go through. Yeah. Shit. Well, Yikes. And during the escape, it was the most daring escape because him and Frank literally just ran right through the middle of a posse. Oh. Just right through the middle of it. Oh, that's that takes some balls. Uh-huh. Right through the middle of the posse, huh? Yes. Oh, good Lord. And that was the first time they attracted newspaper coverage. Well, that'll get you. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine. So they escape right through the posse. Mm-hmm. Or they had to feel like idiots, being like, oh, shit. Seriously, did that just happen? One, like, you know, he wasn't well-known at that time. So they were like, no. they weren't looking for Frank and Jesse James. They were like, oh, someone robbed this bank and killed right. this person. They weren't necessarily looking. And I'm sure people were running around. Yeah. So they're just kind of freaking out. So they're just kind of like, oh, you know, two people just ran through. Ah, that's fine. You know, yeah. not realizing been, until later, shit, that's who we needed 
Yes. That's who we needed to arrest. And there you go. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. Sneaky, Those sneaky. James boys. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. So, the only known civil case involving Frank and Jesse James was filed in the common place court of Davis County in 1870. And it was Daniel Smoot. 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 We're going with We're Smoot. Going with, it's a double O. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, he had asked for $223.50, which was a lot of money back then. Yeah. Um, from Frank and Jesse to replace a horse saddle and a bridle. 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 Okay. Not a horse person. It's okay. Not, not. Um, that was stolen as they fled the robbery. He literally the- wanted to, he filed a, a, a case against them for stealing his horse saddle and bridle when they were escaping the rap. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean. He's like, listen, I don't care if Samuel, or who he killed, I don't care. They took Can my I just, horse. I just need the money to buy a new horse. And yeah. Saddle and bridle. Yeah. They were like, oh, what? and how did that go for him? Well, uh, the brothers denied the charges. They said Not they weren't guilty. even in Davis's county on December 7th. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, but they did not appear at court. They failed to appear. So, oh, oops. Smoot won his case, but of course he never saw a dime of the money that was owed to him. Well, of course not. <laughs> like, how are you going to get the money from him? They didn't even show up. Plus, you never know where they're going to be. Well, I no. mean, that was a bit of a frivolous. You lawsuit. wasted time. You wasted time. Oh, look, you won. Yay! Now, how are you going to get the money? Because you don't know where they are. I bet he never got a horse again. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, nope, I'm just going to walk from I'm now waiting. on. No, he was waiting. He's probably sitting. He was sitting at his kitchen table. They're going to walk in any day. And give me that money. money so I can get a new horse. His wife's like, honey, we need a horse. Like, we got to get to town. He's like, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. We're going to get that money. Those James boys, they're going to bring it. Um, sir. They're robbers. No, they're really not. They're not giving you shit. No, they weren't Robin Hood. Well, we'll get there, too. Yeah, that just, yeah. Oh, so, boy. Um, in 1869, um, there was another robbery. I didn't write down which robbery, because there were so many. Okay? Right. But this wasn't yeah. significant, whatever. Um, mark the emergence of Jesse James as the most famous survivor of the former Confederate Bushwhackers. That's what made him famous? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so the first time he was publicly labeled an outlaw was then as well. Missouri Governor Thomas T. Crittenden set an award for his capture. This is the beginning of an alliance between James and John Newman Edwards. He just happened to be the editor and founder of the Kansas City Times. Oh, so he's becoming friends with a newsman. Well... That's because Edwards was also a former Confederate cavalry man. Well, there you go. There's the connection. So six months after the Gallatin robbery, so that was the famous robbery, okay? Right. Um, Edwards published the first of many letters from Jesse James to the public asserting his innocence. Oh, he's like, hey, one me. Well, because that's the other thing I guess I forgot to write down and mention the James boys were very well educated. They were very intelligent boys. So, 
I mean, at that time, it was kind of a thing. Like, you had to be wealthy, right, to be right. highly educated. Co- right. Correct. Um, so, he he was. He was very intelligent. So, the fact that he's out there writing letters, like, I'm innocent, yeah. guys. Like, I didn't do anything. Makes sense. Jesse. Yeah, you did. It's okay. <laughs> Just come talk to me. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. It's fine. I'll hide you at my grandma's house. <laughs> Great grandmas. Yeah. Yep. Um, so over time, Jesse's letters became more political in tone, and uh, he denounced the Republicans and expressed his pride in his Confederate loyalties. Shocker. Mm. Hmm. It's all in the way you're raised. It's all in the way. Yep, that's, that's that what he knew. Nature versus nurture. Yes. Thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so yeah, together with Edwards... Um, admiring editorials, the letters helped James become a symbol of Confederate defiance of the federal reconstruction policy, which for everyone who doesn't know, the reconstruction policy was after the civil war when they were trying to get everything back in order. Uh, anyone who was a Confederate was in the Confederate army or was in the Confederacy's like political thing. Um, they weren't allowed to vote. They weren't allowed to run for office. They completely shut down anything that would give Confederates the power. So they're trying to reconstruct the United States into a civil, peaceful country. Makes and sense. Uh, it was the Republicans that were the North heading this mm-hmm. reconstruction. Right. <laughs> and James is like, yeah, no. Jesse's, no. Not no happening. time for you. Get out. <laughs> not happening. I am not helping you. But of course, with Edwards being an ex-Confederate as well, he's like, okay. So I'm going to... He's gonna putting s- pen to paper. Exactly. And yep. he's also just like singing Jesse's praises. Oh, I bet he which was. Which for Jesse, I mean, that's like, his head is growing. He's more powerful than he thought he was. Like, he's stronger. I mean, he ate it up. Oh, I'm sure. So, I'm sure he did. I mean, I don't know. I I just have such a soft spot for Jesse James. <laughs> he was so corrupted. He was. Ugh. That's all he knew. It was. That's all he knew. And so, <sighs> you know, if you put the spin out of, oh, he was such, he was an outlaw and he was this and he was that. But look at what happened in his life to make him that way. But the other thing I'm going to argue is good people can do bad things. Correct. And bad people can do good things. Mm-hmm. So just, that's just my little just, thing. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So that's when he and his brother, Frank, ended up joining Cole Younger and his brothers mm-hmm. to make the the James Younger gang. Yeah. And the it, so it was John Younger, Jim Younger... Bob Younger, Cole Younger, as well as Clell Miller. It's a big group. Well, not big, but well, enough. I, there were a few others, okay. former Confederates oh, in there, okay. too. So, so they got a lot of different... Mainly it's the brothers that are making up this yeah. this this gang. Yes. Okay. Um, they carried out a string of robberies from Iowa to Texas and then from Kansas to West Virginia. I oh, were busy so, boys. Yeah, and like I said, those are stagecoach robberies, train... Bank. Oh, they also robbed a fair in Kansas City. A fair? Uh-huh. They also loved to carry out their crimes in front of crowds, and they hammed it up for the bystanders. <laughs> hey, hey, look, look at me! me. <laughs> Woo! 
see the money. Make it rain. Make it rain. I, mean, I they, suppose they loved the they exposure. Did. They loved the attention. They you know? loved it. I'm sure they did. Well, and if you think about it, too, they're getting a voice. After everything was said and done, they were still getting a voice. That was their, you know, everyone was trying to silence them. And right. The James Younger gang is like, you will not silence me. No. No, so they were making it very clear, hey, this is what we're doing, and try and stop us. Exactly. Come and get me if you can. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nope. Absolutely. So, then they turned to train robbery, July 21st, 1873. They're like, yeah, thanks. Not much of a challenge. Let's try a moving train. We've talked about this in the past. <laughs> Why are you running on the top of fucking trains? Get down. <laughs> God. Stop. Climbing the moving train. I don't want your body parts sliding down my window. No. No. (gasps) So they ended up derailing a Rock Island Line train west of Adair, Iowa. And approximately $3,000 is what they stole, which today would be equivalent to $73,000. Even then, $3,000? But, you know, they had to split it between everyone. So, really, was their share that good? No. Uh, enough, I'm sure, to make it worthwhile. Uh, okay, this is... Jesse, Jesse, listen, we need to have a talk, okay? Um, I don't agree with your tactic on robbing this train, okay? Uh, because they wore Ku Klux Klan masks. Oh. But by this time, the Jessie. Ku Klux Klan had been suppressed in the South by President Grant's use of the Enforcement Acts. Um, but, so former rebels attacked the railroads as symbols of threatening centralization, which would be the Ku Klux Klan. It wasn't happening anymore, but still, Jesse, Jesse, look me in the eyeballs, okay? <laughs> that was wrong. Yeah. Just let them see your gorgeous face, all right? right. But Jesse James was smoking hot, all right? Yes. Just, I'm saying it again. <laughs> <laughs> so, but their later train robberies did have a bit of a lighter touch. They only held up passengers twice. And then they chose all other incidents to take only the contents of the express safe in the baggage car. So they kind of reined it in Thank a little you. bit. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. You, yes. re- you renewed my faith, yes. Jesse. Yes. That they one were like, time, yeah, though. maybe that was too much. Yeah, Let's and kind of rein it in. I still don't condone the one time. All right? No. I don't. Mm-mm. We're going to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Someday. But our... Uh, Our newsman, John Newman Edwards, he did make sure to highlight such techniques when he was creating the image of James as kind of a Robin Hood. Unfortunately, there's absolutely no evidence that they shared their robbery money with with people of the poor. I do appreciate the thought of Jesse James being Robin Hood. That makes him that much better in my head. So I appreciate that. Well, and I'm sure James Edwards, or John Edwards was like, yeah, we kind of need to get a better image on him, so mm-hmm. let's just... And if he spiced it up with stuff, you know, But anyone better. who talked about Jesse James said he was kind when he needed to be. You know, like, he was kind to people. He loved his family. He was good to his family and people who were close to him. So, he's my Robin Hood. Anyways... <laughs> I hope my husband doesn't listen to this episode. Oh, boy, we're in trouble. He's going to give you shit about that one. 
Mm-hmm. He died a long time ago, okay? I know. Jesus. I know. It's okay. Anyways, moving on. Moving on. So, so you'll remember. Sorry. Yeah, you'll no. remember Jesse and his cousin Z were married. Not cousins. I'm telling you, not cousins. <laughs> well, that's what it's... It, it, yeah. I just have to argue that. Okay. April 24th of 1874. Yes. They had two children that survived to adulthood. They had Jesse Edward James, who was born in 1875, and Mary Susan, who was born in 1879. And then they also had twins, Gould and Montgomery. Love it. And Montgomery James, born in 1878, but they died in infancy. Or infancy. Again. Jesse Edward James actually became a lawyer who practiced law in Kansas City, Missouri, and Los Angeles. So, oh. good for you, kid. Good for you. I mean, like, I, that's kind of weird that your son became a lawyer and you're an outlaw, but, you know, you do you. Listen, Jesse Edward James, I still love your dad, but good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to go on and on, guys. I'm you going are. on and on. You are. I got to brain her in. Sorry. Mm. Brain her in. Not really. It's no, fun. not really. So, actually, I think we should probably... Like, just talk about some things, like, that we already discussed for a little while, because the next part is a deep dive. So, we should probably save it for part three. Oh, yeah. We'll keep you guessing. Yeah. Keep you guessing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't... So, I don't... Um, I don't think... It, you have the two parts of Jesse James. You have what people consider bad, but yet you still have the good. And, again, it comes down to... How he was raised as a teenager. He didn't mm -hmm. have his mom and dad raising him. He was with his big brother doing what his big brother did. Having these adult male figures in his life that were hell-bent on revenge and fighting the union. Like, eh, fuck it. Right. You know? It's, I mean... And he wasn't out there, like, raping women. And you know what I mean? Like, or children, killing women and children. He wasn't right. doing that. So if the story about my grandma is true, my grandpa was a farmer. He was always gone. Always, he, they had ample opportunities right. to kill my grandma and take off with whatever. And my grandparents were wealthy farmers for that time. So, but he saw that people who showed him... Kindness. Kindness. We're good people, and he spared. I'm, I get it. A lot of the people he killed were innocent in a lot of things, okay? I get it. But because but they were union... He didn't just go around killing everybody. Right. That's not what he stood for. You know, he had a wife and children. He had a mother. You know, he watched bad things happen to his family. That's not what he wanted for other people. He didn't go kill every person's family, right? Right. Right. So that's where I have that moral, like, fight in me. He did a lot of bad things. But given the circumstances and the world he lived in and the things he was taught at a very young age. Very it's understandable that he felt he had to have that revenge. He had to fight for the people that he cared about that were wronged, you know? And like I said, he wasn't out killing women and children. He wasn't doing those kind of things. He wasn't just going to a random farm and killing everyone in it and burning right. it to the ground, you know? Right. So this is where I struggle. 
No, I mean, and absolutely. Again, it's the whole nature versus nurture thing, you mm -hmm. know. And he did what he had to do to a certain degree to survive. Like, literally, yeah. if you, you, I can't even imagine being a 15-year-old boy in that time. Uh-uh. Even a 15-year-old does matter. Any Watching your family be tortured because you, you don't know where your older brother is. Right. And you're watching this. They almost beat him to death. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think? Where do you think your mind is going to go it at that time? You. Like, that you. is just burned into your memory. Like, this is what happened. These are the people that did it. Mm -hmm. And if I can't get to them, I'll make damn sure I get to the other ones just like them. Right. To to have that revenge for my family. But then you get, up, you, know, you get caught up with people like Bloody Bill Anderson and Archie Clement, who are extremely brutal people. Right. The environment he was in, like, he was seen... The worst of the worst. The most extreme brutality yes. you could see. When Jesse went on to commit his murders, he shot the people he was murdering. That's a quick death in most cases. He wasn't cases. torture. He was not torturing people. He was not following the in the footsteps of Bloody Bill Anderson or Archie Clement. Right. Like I said, I don't condone murder. But... It wasn't like he wanted to prolong it. He wanted it done and to move on. Right. You know? So that's, I don't know. It's a hell of a... That's where, yeah, that's where your moral compass kind of goes wonky. Like, I get it. Clearly, murder, not good. And then you look at, again, how he was raised. Who he was around. But we'll get into other stuff, too, eventually. There are people who commit atrocious acts of violence and murder and got away with it. Right. I mean... All in the name of... It's war. Yeah, and torture. I mean, tortured people because it was fun to them. Like, we're going to get into some stuff. So, when I think of... Like when I think of Jesse James, yeah, it was it was revenge. It was I revenge. agree. No, I agree. I can't say I cannot sit here and say that if I went through the things that he went through at that period of time in during the Civil War, mm -hmm. I can't say that I wouldn't do the same. I I agree. I feel the same way. Like you're looking at your family being tortured. You're looking at all of these atrocious things being done to them. By, and yourself, mm -hmm. by, you know, in that time, the Union soldiers. Yep. You know, they didn't have any qualms about torturing people or beating a young boy damn near to death. Right. You know, there were no qualms about it. But because they were soldiers, was that okay? You know, and again, oh. that's where the whole controversy thing comes up. Because, mm -hmm. like you and I have talked about before... We love our men and women. Oh, yeah. They give us our freedom. Yes. They give their lives for and us. I want to thank every single one of you absolutely and active military. And those that have passed. Thank you. You for have fought for our freedom. And yes, I 100% respect. But we're, we're, we're delving into 
Jesse James. That's what we're delving into. We're delving into his history and what he went through. We're not saying it's right or wrong. No. Because, again, we're just going by the history. We're, we're giving our opinions. And this isn't a black and white thing. Oh, absolutely this not. This is a gray no. area type of thing. This is the thing, too, though, with the Civil War. So one of my, and we're kind of going off, I'm, we're wasting time, let's be honest. <laughs> we're um, nothing is a waste of time. One of my favorite movies of all time, I'm tell, it's, I love this movie so much, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's called Glory. It has Denzel Washington in it. Yes. I love that movie. Robert Shaw, as the, you know, the leader of that regimen, I, that movie is what, I don't know, it just has so much soul and empowerment in it. This white man goes to become a colonel for a black regiment. For all of you who don't know this, it was the first black regiment in the Civil War. They didn't have good shoes. They didn't no. have good uniforms. These men were taught, they were treated like shit. So when they were like, okay, we're free, right? And there was a white man trying to tell them what to do. A lot of them rebelled. Well, weren't they just... We're, we're free people. Mm -hmm. But now, again, we have a white man telling us what to do. Right. But Robert Shaw came in. It was like he showed them compassion. He showed them that we are fighting for the same thing. I want you free. I want you free. So they're going through Union soldiers, okay? They're marching, and Robert Shaw got them, like, he taught them how to be a real soldier. And they were looking for, they wanted to fight in a battle. They wanted to fight for their freedom and their people and all the people who were fighting for them, right? And they're walking, because basically the government was like, well, we'll make it look good. We'll make some black regiments, but we're not going to fight them, right? So they're so disciplined, whatever, they're walking through a town, and there's another black regiment ran by a different colonel, white colonel, I don't know, remember his name probably, because I fucking hated him. Anyways, <laughs> they're pillaging this village. They are... On the orders of their colonel. Of their colonel. Mm -hmm. They're dragging women and children out of the house, raping women, killing children, burning down homes, and Robert Shaw's regiment is walking along and they're like we don't want to do this we don't want to do this well then the other colonel starts giving them some shit or whatever they did not touch a woman they did not touch a child but they definitely burned down some houses because they're just it was do that or they were going to face the consequences and that colonel was higher well i think he was actually a general so, so he, he was, was higher up than so he theirs. could have had them all arrested and tortured and right but they went on to fight and did they fight? And not a single one of them survived. But it was that day that the Star Spangled Banner was written. Because... I just got chills. I mean, this movie is my favorite movie of all time. I get so emotional watching it. The fight and the drive and the passion of these men and what they did for their rights and their people... But not only that, the people who are fighting for them exactly. is so inspiring. It is so heart-wrenching at the same time, you know? I'm, if you guys have not seen it, watch Glory. It's amazing. 
It's wonderful. It's an older movie, but trust me, you'll love it. <laughs> I just went way off course, but I'm just, we, I'm we, just saying it wasn't but just that's the Confederates. The time. No, it was both. It was both it was sides. Both sides. And like we said, you know, agree with it. Don't agree with it. You know, again, this is just the research and the history that we found, and everyone out there, and us included, you are entitled to your opinion. Mm -hmm. You know. But like we said, we are deep diving into Jesse James, and that includes the Civil War. Yep. So. And we'll have more. There's going to be a lot more because a lot of right. places are haunted because of some really terrible things that have yes. happened. No, absolutely. During the Civil War. I just, you know, this is something that you and I both take very seriously. Oh, absolutely. This is a time in our history that we both look back on. In a fond way, but also in a way where we're like, that's fucking Fuck. disgusting. Yes. No. I, ab so, I absolutely agree. I think I'm I super happy agree. we started with the Jesse James part yes, of this. Yes. No, absolutely. Because we can kind of get it out there. We're going to get angry. <laughs> Things are going to get real. Okay. Yep. No, absolutely. So in episode, or I'm sorry, in part three, we're going to dive into the Pinkertons. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. That's Those another fucking picker. White. Ass fucks. Yes. The Pinkertons are Just they're very, again, very touchy subject, but fuck it. We're doing it. Sorry, Tina. I think you told me we had to stop swearing as much, and no. I'm just not doing it. <laughs> it's all good. I'm it's just all good. It. We're good. Probably so, don't listen to this in a public place, guys. Right, right. So part three is going to be, we're going we're gonna to start with the Pinkertons. So please make sure you stay tuned. We hope you're enjoying it so far. We um, are. We are. <laughs> I'm Tina. And I'm Amber. Darkness, Darkness is our way of life. See you in the mirror next time. <laughs>